Hello and welcome to another episode of the Almond View podcast with myself, Jake Pointer, and my two purring panellists, Owen Innes and Thomas Fro. Hello. This week we have a bloody double whammy for you, a bloody old firm minging whammy, where we talk about the Rangers game and then the tough one with Celtic on Sunday at the Tony Mac. Now, seeing we are playing Kelly on Friday and they have, well, they've got good pies, I'm going to test the boys on their SPFL pie knowledge with their new game, Say I.O. to a noble pie. <laughs> noble pie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, to add on to a bit of the gloom, we'll talk about the ladies' 2-1 defeat in the Cup to Rossville last night. So, let's not fanny about. We've got lots of things to cover here. It's great to be back and hope you didn't miss us too much. Come hang out for as long as Owen decides to talk to you for. With us here at the Almond View Podcast. So let's go back a little bit to the Rangers game, which uh, overall was you know was a brilliant afternoon for the Lions, but unfortunately only settling for a 1-1 draw at Ibrox with goals from Joel Nubley and that Scouse Fanny Lundstrom. So let's just talk about um, the, the goal straight away because it happened so early on and it was we were literally just watching it before we started. Owen, you know, talk a little bit about it because you were you were kind of mentioning about kind of Montano down the wing. Oh, Potentially, maybe like t- best team goal of the season for us so far. Uh, I, I can't say mm. any reason as to why that wouldn't be. Um, yeah, I think to to have started off on the front foot like that, um, and Montano just like I, I hate using this phrase, but Montano doing what Montano's done this entire season, just been absolutely fucking brilliant. And um, I'm putting in that ball. And how on earth no one is picking up Nubly? Like, there's not one single Rangers player who's actually even picking him up. And he just spins and tucks it away. Something that we've really been missing this season. We need someone who's in that exact area just to just even splash a ball in front of the goalkeeper. Um, But no, it was was an utterly incredible goal. Um, And so bittersweet now looking back on it you know two weeks later you know when you think about it um but that was a massive massive point for us and a huge huge point and it gave us a little bit bit of belief going into the celtic game but i think that was uh, eradicated rather early in that game but uh we'll talk more about that later but no, I think it really put us on the front foot and like without a shadow of a doubt, we were the better team. We 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 deserved to win that game at Ibrox. We really, really deserved to win that game at Ibrox. But the goal was fantastic and I I, I literally cannot stop watching it back. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Kilmarnock, Friday night, under the floodlights, Joel Nubley, Hattrick. <laughs> it. Uh, I don't know. It. I don't know, but uh, my I hope as well. So, um, Tam, let's go over to you. So, we had a, a really great chance uh, with Fitzwater, uh, pretty close to the first goal. Um, literally, the more you watch it, almost like the closer it gets to the post. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 
mean, what a sucker punch. Totally unlucky. You know, normally you would say if it felt, you'd go, oh, I wish it felt to someone like Scott Pittman or anything like that. But for a centre half, struck it pretty well, eh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's really unlucky. And it's the sort of situation that we probably don't take advantage of enough when the ball kind of bobbles a, lot, bobbles a little bit in the box. So it was good to see, firstly, Fitzy back in the team. Um, and I think he played really, really well. But for us to kind of at least get on the end of those, because it's the sort of one that never seems to drop to us. Obviously, we didn't score, but it was just nice to see a good opportunity like that because we should be taking advantages, advantage of those opportunities. Um, and hopefully that happens more and more moving forward. Um, but yeah, I think you're right with what you said, Jake. It just looks closer and closer every time you watch it. I remember watching my, I was going to say dodgy stream, but the dodgiest thing about the stream was the Rangers TV uh Rangers TV commentary oh, it was fucking horrendous it's so, so bad. bad so so bad I, um, it was that bad I forgot that even Gordon Smith still existed it's and Gordon I heard this voice I'm like oh, wow. what the fuck is this yeah it was like was Gordon Smith was he and, taking it? no he was the co-coms oh my word oh never again never again I ugh, I uh, did the, rather, did the plastic pitch rather listen to Graham Soonis commentating a Rangers game than listen to that again. <laughs> fucking horrific. Oh, Chris Boyd. Oh, oh, they're all fucking shocking. Anyway, so um, one of the points just from uh, talking to Liam, as in because he was at the game and I, I did actually miss it. Um, kind of, he kind of mentioned about all the kind of all the attacking intent pretty much left us when Montano um, went off in the second half. Is that something that you would uh, you would both agree with? Um, I know it was, you know, Rangers were to kind of start to hammer us uh, at that point. Do you think Montano was the kind of key feature to to their attack on at Ibrox? Uh, let's go, just go to, go to you both, but go to one first. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to tell because... You know, Montano went off quite early. I, I think mm. he was subbed at half time, wasn't he? Um, uh, and he was replaced by by someone who I wanted. I want to talk about on this particular episode because I think he's been the last three, the last three matches. He's been fucking incredible. Um, didn't I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, we we, we lost against Celtic, but Jackson Longridge. I mean, he's he's like Sean Kelly of last year. He's come out of nowhere and has made that, you know, like with Montano out, of course, has made that kind of left-back position his own. Um, and I was talking to Liam and uh, and Callum Carson about uh, Longridge this morning um, and just basically saying that, like, Penrice is a more all-round left-back. He can go forward and he's, and he's very good in defence. Um, whereas I think at the moment, from what Liam was saying, anyway, it seems as though Penrice is more focused to be playing in midfield. Montano was great going forward, not necessarily that great defensive wise, but Jacko has like shown with the last three games where we kind of have when he's come on and he's had like backs against the wall, he's provided some very very good defensive performances. But he lacks that going forward. So to answer your question, yes, we did lose that little bit extra going forward, considering the fact that, you know, if you're able to catch 
Tavernier out of position on that on on our left hand side on on the Rangers left hand side, it's easy to you know to sort of get an attack moving forward along the wing, which is what we've been trying to achieve a lot more this season is using using our wingers and stuff as opposed to trying to just play it through the middle. So with Montano going off, we did lose that attacking threat. But for what we lost, I think we gained in a defensive mindset with Jackso, uh, Jacko, sorry, coming on. So, uh, Jackso, Jackso, oh, you love, you love I don't, I so don't know where that came from. I just, I just like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, everyone says he's shite, right? And I mean, Liam loved. Aaron Taylor Sinclair when he was here. What did he do? He did fuck all. What's Jackson goals. Long? Aye, but what's Jackson Longridge done for us? He scored. He scored one of the best fucking goals I've ever seen scored at Ammonville. Like an absolute fucking screamer against uh, Martin. I think it was. I think it was like a last minute equaliser or something against Martin. Yep. Um, he's won the. Uh, I don't think he was here when we won the Challenge Cup, but he won the playoffs with us uh he got to the he, he was with us when we got to the final of the the cup final in during covid and stuff so uh, he's done fucking a lot more than Aaron Taylor Sinclair has apart from Aaron Taylor Sinclair has actually played international football that is the absolute shining shite of <laughs> so that was. I was going to speak a little bit, a bit later, um, Tam, and just um, I want to hear your opinion of uh, kind of how Jackson's getting on as well. Purely just kind of relating it into the kind of you know Montano going forward. I, I actually do agree with the one. I feel like Jacko is almost a bit more of like a traditional left back, like almost like that kind of Gary Bowen. It's kind of more of a, a left left back defender instead of these like hybrid yeah, yeah. wing backs we've got now. What have you been kind of thinking about his performance? I think against Rangers, he did really, really well. Against Celtic, I thought, I mean, as we all, most of the players did, did look a bit out of his depth, but un- understandably it's, uh, but I still feel like we missed Montano in that, in that position and I would have rather have him played. Um, what's been your kind of thought of his performance? Yeah, so to to start on Montano and the differences between them from my perspective, I think Montano is he's, he's more attacking of a wing back. You're right. Less defensive, but I think he reads the game incredibly well. And that's why he gets us up the park. Because he's there to intercept the ball and then he's got clear ground in front of him and he can break up there. And I think that adds a shit ton to our game and I think that's probably the difference between the Celtic game and the Rangers game is because we kind of lacked an outlet someone to kind of win the ball and drive forward whereas in this which is what happened first half of the Rangers game we got forward a lot we got the goal from it obviously um, but we had a much more attacking threat whereas in the Celtic game we didn't really have that our plan was just to get it up the park to, to Noobs and just see what he could do get a defender booked see what you can do Noobs Um but yeah, so Jacko coming on against Celtic did did really well. Uh, against Rangers, sorry, did really well. Um, I think they're, they're, they have a serious lack of creativity at the moment, Rangers. They're so fucking boring to watch. Um, like truly horrendous to watch. If people think that Livy are horrendous to watch, and I know that is a thing that people say, 
it's shite because Rangers are honking. They have about 60%, 70% possession and just pass it around the back the whole time. It's like watching, you know, Pep Guardiola, all those Barcelona, but without any creativity in the middle of the park. They just move it and keep it. It's shite. And I think that helped us against Rangers because mm-hmm. they found it very difficult to, to break, to, to get inside us or to do anything. Um, you know, their wingers were poor that day. Ryan Kent is pish. He's he's absolutely pish. He's got good delivery, but he does it one out of every ten games. Yeah. Uh, he did absolutely nothing. And that does come down to good defending as well. Um Nicky was great, Jackal was great. Uh yeah, I think Jake, you hit the kind of the point now on that hit the nail on the head. Um Celtic game, I don't think anyone looked as good as the Rangers game. But Celtic are a completely different beast. Celtic mm-hmm. the way that Celtic moved the ball about was unbelievable and it was pulling us out of position which is what Rangers didn't do we kept our structure so well against Rangers but against Celtic you know the way that they moved the ball the way that they interchanged between them um, you know Aaron Moy was fucking awesome like the way he moves about and you know Kyogo as well is just a joker player absolute joker of a footballer <laughs> like honestly yeah. he's just ridiculous not in the Japanese um, squad by the way say that again not in the Japanese squad no way really no no. Uh, so no Hitate no Kai Kyogo uh, just uh, Maida is what I saw yeah. on a, yeah because I follow certain people I get Celtic pish well on my Twitter <laughs> uh, but yeah so only only Maida has been called for the Japanese World Cup squad that seems crazy to me but then obviously I don't, know, I don't know the rest of the squad very well um, <laughs> he's some absolute worldies but he's great like you know oh, he's unbelievable but I'll need to stop rimming him because it's a lovely podcast. Yeah, um, not, yeah, we're, 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 we've got our Celtic one. Morales is supposed to be talking about the Rangers game here as well. Oh, yeah, Come on, okay. that's, that's the difference. Like Rangers let us defend well, yeah. um, and that was why Jacko excelled. That's no, fair. I, I agree. So let's kind of keep on that as we're saying in the Rangers game and keep talking about kind of our defensive kind of attributes. Uh, Fitzwater, um, first start for a while. Uh, yeah, he's maybe had a bit of injury. Potentially seems a bit of insecurity around him at the moment. Obviously, like, you know, we know before somebody wanted to move and then he wasn't really playing again after the red card. Quite easy for him just to... I don't know, kind of shy away. Funnily enough, he has a start against Rangers and turns up. <laughs> Just so happens when, when the, the cameras are on in the big games, I guess so. But um, let's go at you, Tammy. You had a bit of chat there. Oh, and talk a bit about Fitzy. Do you feel, obviously, he, that he's kind of come back in and he's done well? Are you, would you still kind of keen to keep him starting in the next game maybe against Kilmarnock? First of all, yes. Fitzwater is one of our best centre-backs. And when when you consider what we were playing beforehand, Sean Kelly playing at centre back. Now I mentioned a few episodes ago, maybe two episodes ago, that I really hope that Sean Kelly doesn't play centre back anymore. And yeah, I kind of want that to continue. So I want to see Fitzo. Fitzo, why why the fuck am I putting an O at the end of everything today? Fucking hell, Fitzy and Io, Fitzy and Io at centre half. That's uh, that's what I want to see. Um, Fitzwater's only going to get a move if he's playing. He's only going to get a move if he's proven that he can be consistent. And he proved that last season, didn't prove it the season before. So I was not surprised that there was people touted for him. 
um, at the uh, you know in January last year, and as well at the end of last season, I was not surprised whatsoever that there was that there was um, potential uh, teams coming in from him. Uh, I did not believe that we were going to be getting two million off of Newcastle United for a fucking second, but. Fitzwater needs to be playing if he wants to get a move. Do I want Fitzwater to move? Not particularly, because you know I'd rather if it's going to happen, I'd rather see it happen in the in the summer than opposed to in the in the, the January window. But he needs to be playing. Now, what caused him to not be playing? A knock, inverted commas there. A knock was causing him to not be playing. The fact he got a red card against Aberdeen that probably didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may have been just, but again, Davy seems to have great man management, um, like player management skills. So whatever he was doing, whatever his idea was with Fitzy, whether Fitzy didn't want to play, or whether Martin Dale was like, no, you know, I'm keeping you out of the squad for a particular reason, and here's the reason. Obviously, not none does. Um, so I think I think it's only going to work in our favour, um, but. As far as I'm concerned, Fitzwater and Io will start side by side on Friday night against Kilmarnock. Um and I'd expect that to continue until such time as January first. Don't know. After the World Cup, I don't know. See this is this is all weird to me now because we've got a World Cup coming up. Yeah. In like three weeks, as opposed to during the summer. So That's I don't know. What, like, do, do we do we play games before Christmas again? I can't remember. I could look at a fixture list, but I can't be fucked. Um, but yeah, yeah, Fitzwater. Fitzwater gets a big thumbs up for me. I'm glad he's back. Cool. Yeah. No, I I, I agree as well. He's like we said. He's he, he's definitely one of our best players. Uh, he's got amazing ball his feet. He's just had a bit of an unfortunate run of it, I guess. Um, yeah, let's okay. So yeah, team fits. I'm I'm there too. Um, okay, let's move on a little bit. Try and stop talking about the other Rangers pish. But let's talk about the um, the boys' red card. Um, Tam. Oh. Uh, so fun. This has been a bit controversial towards certain things. I I was on when I first saw it. I was like never a red, never a red. Oh, it was very very soft. The more I kind of watched it. I did. I I thought. I think it is right. I think it was a red card. Uh, Tam, what was your thoughts? And Owen, I, you're nodding your head as well. So Owen agrees with me as well. What's can your thoughts? Hopefully, something controversial. We can fight about it. Oh yes, consistency. <laughs> yes. I want consistency. Consistency is what Scottish football needs, and Scottish football doesn't have consistency right now because what's really pissed me off is I've watched the Tony Watt one for the weekend which has now been overturned, it was appealed and overturned and yeah. that is... But the other angle hmm? did, did you see the other angle? Yep like, it, it looked bad the other, the, one angle looked nothing, the other angle looked bad Obviously I'm biased but I think that's worse than 100% Boise's I do It doesn't it, make contact with the boy Tony Watts, he does not make contact with fucking God. Have you seen the other angle? It doesn't matter from another angle. It does. It goes down his leg. It goes down his leg. You can see it. You can see Tony Watt pulling his leg back. I know, but he still goes down the guy's shin. That's a red card. Boys also makes absolute minimal contact. Minimum. Minimum. Minimal contact. And it's the natural progression of his foot 
Like he's tried to kick the ball. It's not dangerous. It's not reckless. And honestly, if that's against Dundee United, it doesn't get given. There's my controversial take. Like that. It's at Ibrox. It's week one of our. It doesn't get given against someone else. And if it's the other way around, it doesn't get given. I'm convinced, honestly. Absolutely convinced. We just need consistency. Need absolute consistency. And it's and it's pish. And it comes down to what I was saying weeks ago, months ago, that the standard of refereeing is so poor. And we've seen that in the Celtic game as well for both sides. <laughs> VAR doesn't work if you've still got the mo- same morons in charge that are making the decision. It's the same down south. So yep. I'm just pissed off about it. I think it was very light. Maybe it is a red card, but consistency is key. Yeah, Owen. I just want to make this point, right? Immediately following the Rangers game, David Martindale was asked about the red card. I've watched the back. It's a straight red card. No arguments. No arguments whatsoever. Straight after the Dundee United match, you ask every single pundit, every single pundit about that who watched it from both angles, <clears throat> not a red card. So for me, if David Martindale saying it was a red card and he's got no arguments against it, because if there was an argument, we would have been able to, because it was a straight red, we would have been able to um, appeal it. But we never appealed it because we accepted that it was a straight red card from the footage and that VAR was correct. So that's that's all I've got to say about that. Like, So, so your argument is if someone... If someone in football has an opinion, you're just like, oh well, they'll 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 know better. They'll be right. So no, that's not you're, you're quite, a big you're a big fucking is, sheep. <laughs> that is not quite my argument. My argument, no, no, I, get being I get it. That everyone who watched the the Morgan boys one back watched it from every single angle, said it was a red card. Everyone who watched back Tony Watts one said it wasn't a red card and it was very harsh. It wasn't it wasn't harsh for us at all. Morgan Boys, it was it was definitely a red card. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I did, Morgan Boys one's a red card. I did actually think the Tony Watt one um was soft. I thought it was still a red card as well. Um okay, let's fuck Tony Watt. Um let's move on to um the Rangers goal. Now I think it's safe to say that the red card was probably the reason why we conceded. We were overloaded, a man down. You know, obviously it's a good strike and things like that. But we were we were back against the wall at that point. Would you would you agree? Red card was probably the reason why. Do you think even with boys on the park that have been the case? Um, I own you've had a wee chat. Then Thomas, go back to you again quickly, and I'll come back to one. Yeah, I think we lost. Kind of, it obviously gave them a bit of a rise, um, and we like it's obvious Lundstrom was unmarked, and yeah. I don't think that would have happened if we had eleven players on the pitch. Yeah, uh, it had to be that fucking prick as well. I can't stand him. He's such an arsehole. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I genuinely hate him so much. It might be because he's from Liverpool. He's maybe a you're such a scousist. I, I, I'm not a fan but <laughs> he gets away with absolute murder he puts in challenges as bad as boys like three or four times a game and gets fuckled on him the, the boy is allergic to a yellow card like, <laughs> like he can't get booked um, and it had to be him I, I was gutting gutting but yeah I, I think you're right Jake it's 
it's all down to the red card. I don't think it happens if you've got 11 players on the pitch. But as previously mentioned, I don't blame boys because I don't think it was a sending off. The, um, but get it up him though because he did miss an absolute sitter in the last minute to nearly win because yeah, yeah. that header True. was so I mean I don't know it could have it could have been worse because <laughs> again that header was a proper proper sitter A1 yeah yeah that was a an absolute awful miss do you think we I could mean, have scored that one all three of us no, not a chance. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get myself into trouble on this podcast anymore. I'm, I've got I'm, a 50p here, Dad. No score that. Not a <laughs> no, I would, I would have shat myself and ducked on. Oh, but it ducks die. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> but um, I to 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 kind of just give my two cents about the goal. Um, in theory, yes, we were down to 10 men, but also in theory, we were down to nine men at that particular point. Sure. Curtis Guthrie uh, was basically just standing around in the centre circle because he couldn't move. Um, with, uh, I think, Martin Dale came out after the game saying, I believe it fractured leg or a fractured bone or a fractured toe or something like that. Um, so he couldn't jump uh, for anything. So there was no point being there. In terms of Lundstrom, do you really think he actually meant that? Do you like? I think it was a lucky hit. Like, I mean, I mean, it's a good goal. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's not a goalkeeper in this fucking world that's that's getting anywhere near that. But I think it was. I think it was just pure luck. I don't. I don't think. Uh, uh, I don't think that necessarily actually meant to uh, hit it where he did or whatever. I mean, it was a hit and hope. Type of thing, which Jack, in the last Jack minute, saves it. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that later. Because <laughs> right, Jack Hamilton only saves things that are fucking ten foot above his head. Fucking hell! But yeah, um, yeah. I I think it was a I think it was a lucky hit. It was an awful miss towards the end, but in my opinion, justice because we did not deserve. We deserved to win that game. We did not deserve to draw it. And we did not deserve to lose it. Right, should we finish this section off with some facts that I definitely took and worked out for myself? So, 70 plus crosses from Rangers in the game, would you believe, into our box? That is absolutely mental. Also, this is, by the way, I was kidding, this is all Liam's facts. He loves this shit. It's our first point at Ibrox since 2015 and our first goal there since 2019. Now, this was said in the group chat. Can you remember who the name of the last player was to score a goal at Ibrox that led to a point? Um, <clears throat> now, I know that one of those games was Ibra Sakaja. That's it. That's, That's the, the one. But was that back in 2019? Um, no, that, I think that was the first goal. Oh, first, first goal. goal. In, in 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, last, the last time we scored, because Ibra Sakaja scored to put us 1-0 up, I think. And then injured himself while doing one of those flippy celebrations. Was and that, I, was that Ibrox that he did that? That was that? Ibrox, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's glad. It was the only thing that Ibra Sakadja ever actually did for us was uh, score a goal and <laughs> Ibrox that. and then immediately get injured. That I think brilliant. kept him out for a few months. I don't think we ever saw him again after that. <laughs> I think you've mentioned that before, Owen, because we must have been talking about Effie Ambrose him, wanting him to do it. Aye, and you went, aye because we wanted him to score. Yeah, because we wanted them to score, so he would do all the all the flipping about and that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll need I'll need to get myself a half season ticket for Morton uh, to see that happen this year. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be so. I good. am not ever going back to that shithole capital. Like. 
so on Sunday, the Lions saw another defeat at home to a very strong Celtic side. It was 3-0 with goals from Kyogo, Greg Taylor and Jota. I mean, we've kind of mentioned it already, guys. Celtic were Celtic were really, really good. And sometimes you've got to put your hands up and just go, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, Tam, our resident striker of the Almond View podcast, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, <laughs> first goal from Kyogo. We mentioned him already. Great finish. Great player. Yeah. We yeah. wanker. her. Um, he's, unbelievable he's celebration finish. at the end when he does it, when you see it, you're like, oh, fuck off. But then I quite like him. Then as soon as we hear and as we dance, and fuck, fuck you. I, I, I was convinced he was offside. I was sitting right up at that. Oh, really? End. I was absolutely convinced. Right. I turned around. I was sitting with the ladies' team, and I turned around and I was like, "It's offside. It's going to be VARD. And then as the seconds went by, it wasn't VARD. I didn't hear <laughs> Liam's wee voice. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Liam, shout. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, but I think. I, I think Jacko might have just played him on side, but I mean the ball's unbelievable. Yeah, um, the ball's class. So it's one of those ones. It's I mean when they're moving the ball around like that and they're gonna get spaces. To be fair, I think for the rest of the game, obviously we'll go on to the rest of the game, but I mm-hmm. think we cut down those opportunities a wee bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we defended much tighter and as a unit and stopped. That Celtic had a hell of a lot of the ball and they were moving it well, moving us out of position. But we did stop that sort of goal happening again, which was kind of good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so we obviously learnt from it. Um, and you need to do that against teams sometimes. You need to kind of batten up the hatches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so po- positives after it, obviously. But yeah, great goal. Just unfortunate that it was against us. Yeah. I all plays him on side. Io just plays him on side. Like, it's so tight. But when Kyogo's asking for the ball to be played, he's literally watching Io. He's not even watching where the ball is. He's calling for the ball, but he's watching where Io is. Because uh, Jacko, after the ball's gone in, Jacko's not even entered the box by that point. So right. it was definitely right. But the first the first time I saw it on my phone, I thought it was offside. No, no, fine, fine margins that... Hopefully one day I'll maybe <laughs> go our way. Uh, just this wasn't really on. Just because you kind of brought that up, Tam, uh, and kind of a talk that we did, kind of reduce our chances, especially in the first half. We've been kind of talking about a levy back three um, for a while. We did it in ooh, was it the oh, was it a few seasons ago when we had um, what's his face, a Cardiff boy, uh, Kieran Brown was in and stuff like that. Um, it was effective, and we had uh, some for for a few games. But ever since then, it's been pretty pretty lackluster. And you know, some games against the Old Firm, I've kind of thought that might be a quite a good shout with Sean Kelly coming out. But I, I take it I can't see us playing a back three anytime again this season. Really, after that, I think the problem with the back three was is we lacked those ball carriers to get the ball out ball out wide. Mm-hmm. The, the narrow back three, I don't think, works for us at all. Because um, obviously we were playing one up top with kind of Kelly just playing off noobs, and we just kind of really lacked any support for noobs when we got the ball up for him. And it really kind of, if you've got Montano in that left wing back position, he's the one that drives the ball forward. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm saying what I said earlier, but like, I think it could work, but I'd rather see it with two up top 
I'm a big fan of the 3-5-2 as a formation. I think it lets you control midfield, lets you get your wide players up the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, from an attacking sense and for getting the ball out, it just didn't work for us at the weekend. Um, and I think that, I don't think Davey was expecting us to kind of get up the park that much. It was more yeah. about kind of controlling it and, you know, hopefully nicking a goal early like we did against Rangers. But yeah, I unfortunately, it, it, it's not for me. I, I, I don't like one up top the three five two or a three five one one or whatever it was yeah. and doesn't it work for me yeah no i i agree it's we were never going to get any kind of support up there Owen, very quickly do you want to kind of discuss on that or are you quite happy just going scrap it go again <laughs> try to keep back no i was i was surprised to see us go to back three uh considering how well um like our almost standard formation fared against Rangers. I was mm-hmm. very, very surprised to see us go to a back three, um, especially with Sean Kelly playing in it. Uh, <laughs> we just didn't fucking need that. Uh, I'm guessing the whole plan was originally to play Morgan Boys there, but uh, yeah, I, I think... I don't, I don't I know if I agree with that. They, Sean Kelly's played a lot in centre-back and the one I know, I, to the left. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just playing on stuff I've said in the past. And I, I, but I was very genuinely surprised to see us go and play in a, a back three, uh, or a back five, uh, essentially. Um, with, I think at one point we had three left backs on the on the pitch, I think. That's very, that's very lovely. <laughs> which which <laughs> just doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, you know, just play Penrice at left back and leave Jackson on the bench. You know, I, I don't know, but yeah, I was. I'm not a big fan. I mean, Gallagher, Halkett, Lithgow days—they've been oh. and gone. You know, oh. I mean, yes, I'd love to have Pete Gallagher, Halkett, and Lithgow back, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not convinced that playing three at the back is is good for us. But again, I was just really, really surprised that we went there back three, considering that we managed to nullify um, Rangers with a back four. To virtually nothing, but you know it, it is what it is. And um, Celtic are a much better team than Rangers, so yeah. yeah. I think, think that when when I look back, the the only thing that disappoints me most about the Celtic game is the score. Like we we I don't like three nil makes it look as though we got absolutely battered, and we didn't. Let's go. Let's talk about a positive before we start talking about more negatives because we did have a chance uh, with Nubly kind of come up the park, knocks it around the man, and comes back to Jason Holt. Tam back to our resident striker. Hit that first time, that son. I, like, I quite like yeah, it. When you think now. Hit that first time. He needs to do it first time. I, I definitely. I, I think we need to we need to kill that nickname because my football like career has taken a, a steep cliff recently. I, I like it. But no, he need ah he needs to hit it. He needs to hit it. Maybe if his first touch was a wee bit better, he would have had more of a chance. But it just goes a wee bit too far at his feet. Yeah. Um. I think it's just a confidence thing. Like needs to be confident in those areas. If it falls to noobs in that area, then <laughs> he was definitely. I don't think he would have hit that first time. I reckon he would have done like play stood on the ball, rolled it around, put it through like <laughs> dance the yeah. Ball. Okay, Bruce. Those are Bruce. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> I mean, are we a proper striker? Um, 
he probably would have hit it first time. Whether he would have scored or not, I don't know. But yeah, he needs to hit it. He needs to hit it. And it was at a big moment as well, because I think that's when it was 1 0. Well, yeah, that's kind of why I brought it in. I think it was at 1 0, so it was quite a big, yeah. a big moment. And then two minutes later, they got the park and Greg Taylor scores. And yeah. it's like, ugh, but bit minging after having such a good chance but it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't the easiest chance in the world but for me you should have hit it first time yeah no I, I agree um, I mean I, when watching the highlights it did kind of get slowed down and I don't know if you've have you seen the highlights Tam? Uh, no I have uh, not right. you can see the defender did actually cover it quite well so would, yeah. it, would it not have got blocked or bobbled through it I don't know um, but I agree I First time probably uh, was probably the option. Uh, okay, let's talk about the um, the second goal then. Now, this is kind of split. It depends what you kind of think about this because you know you could quite quite simply say, "Oh, it was Jack Hamilton's fault" or whatever because it could the goal and things like that. I mean, it was struck well. It did go through a lot of bodies. He had kind of moved over. What's kind of oh, and you kind of I think you kind of led to the kind of talking about that it was his fault of of some sort of things. I'm I'm in more in favour of the goalie. I think it was it was tough and it was going through a lot of bodies. What let's talk about the goal. Uh, could could he have done better? Goalkeeper most definitely could have done better. Uh, Jack Hamilton could have done better by sitting on the bench and letting someone else fucking play. Uh, no. Nah. That's been very, very harsh. Been Aye, very come harsh. On. Come on, we're not uh, that, that nah, with it. We're not that <laughs> I know. I know. Come on. Nah, I know. <laughs> um, with it, nah, with it, with that. There's way too many bodies. Way too many bodies in front. And I mean, there's even Celtic bodies in front. But the the fact that we hadn't learned from what five minutes before, Greg Taylor was left completely wide open um, and shot well above the bar. Um, gets a second chance at it, and then he's like, "Ah, just fuck it, I'll put my laces through it instead of you know trying to place it," and it goes in. Um, but yeah, the fact that no one's coming out to, like, none of our defenders are even stepping out to get to that ball is a bit disappointing. Um, but realistically, when it comes to organizing your defense. Who is it that's in charge of that? Is that your goalkeeper? You know, should your goalkeeper be saying, you know, move out the way, you know, in order to get a good sight of it? Who knows? But no, uh, yeah. of course not. Well, what, <laughs> guys, well, I can fucking I can. get in the road. <laughs> I want to save it myself. You can't Don't. help. As I say, I mean, I've I've not played I've not played football at any level, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm and it's a genuine question. So you've answered my question there. There you go. So. There you are. But God, fucking happy <laughs> the box. No, I don't need a wall. I'm gonna be able to see the ball. I can't <laughs> just, let them, just let them have a shot. I'll uh, save it anyway. But, but, but I mean even even that. asking uh, even you know, shouting at the defenders to step out and or one of the defenders to step out and at least go to that ball. I mean, it's a completely avoidable goal, without a doubt, it's completely avoidable. Uh, and again, considering the fact that Greg Taylor had done exactly the same thing less than five minutes before uh, conceding that one. So disappointing. Definitely not Jack Hamilton's fault. Definitely not Jack Hamilton's fault. Um, I mean, Davies basically come out and said that all three goals were of Jack Hamilton's fault. But you know, I can't say that. Nah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. 
Yes. Yeah, no, certainly not the second goal. The second goal is just completely unlucky. Um, or the first. No, the first one, the keeper could be in a better position, but Io could be doing a lot more. Io's trying not to give away a penalty, though, but Io could be doing a lot more. Um, or we can just say, what a finish. It's a good finish, eh? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a good finish. It's, it's, it's on his weak finish. foot. He's just fucking put his laces through and <laughs> just went in. It. He's lashed it in. Yeah, ah, he's lashed it in with his weak foot. No, it's good. You can't take well, it. Your weak, your weak foot is a very different thing to... I'm perfectly aware of this. I'm perfectly aware of this. <laughs> Tam, is Shamal saving the second goal? Um, it's tough. It's really tough. It does come through a lot of bodies. Um, he's very, very unsighted. I think. God, I don't know. I really don't know. It's yeah. one of those ones you need to be able to really predict where it's going to go, and it was incredibly unpredictable. Greg Taylor hits it really, really well. Mm. Um, he also lashed it in, which is my new new word of the podcast. I like, I like lashed. Lashed it in. Lashed. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's too hard to say. I'm going to sit on the fence here. Um, I don't think the keeper's really at fault. I I went off. First thing I said was went in one of my group chats and says, "Boys, because I knew a couple of my pals were watching the game." I says, "Boys, how bad was the goalkeeping there?" And they were like, "Oh, he's very unsighted, very unsighted." So they've got they've got no dog in this fight. And they said, "Ah, not a lot the keeper could do. It's it's unlucky. It's unlucky that it's went through his legs. If it goes kind of three yards to his left, and no one kind of blinks an eye at it." Yeah. But. But the way he hit it, he hit it hard. So he lashed it in. Huge, huge game to come in for him. You know, he's yeah. been playing reserve football, comes in the best team in the country by a fucking country mile. You know, I'm I'm getting the benefit of the doubt. I wouldn't say he's our number one, but I felt I did feel a bit sorry for the guy because at that at that premiership level, you're expecting a lot more from a goalie that just kind of stands in between the posts and makes a couple saves. Um, so yeah. I mean, he did have a couple of wobblies, but it was kind of expected. Um, okay, so let's move away from that a wee bit and let's talk about um, their um, their penalty miss, which uh, was uh, pretty pretty interesting. Now, what were your stances on the penalty? Obviously, his hands were in, in a bit of an unnatural T-Rex position. Um, but they did, did hit, I would say he did hit his hand and VAR overturned it. Guys, penalties for you? I struggle to comment actually because I've not watched it back out of pure spite. Yeah. Um, from I knew it was going to be given as soon as oh Var got involved. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so you've not seen it back. Oh, and have you seen? Have you seen it back? Yeah, I've literally just been watching it there. Cool. Uh, What's just, your thoughts? Just <sighs> that is a. It's hard. That is a. It's it's a. 75% no a penalty, 25% is a penalty. It just depends on who it is that's going. Oh, it's Willie Collum! Of course it's a fucking penalty! I fucking shat myself there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's just that is that is um so unlucky. I mean that is an unlucky and and, and in a way justice that he misses it. Uh, that's two that Jack Amakis has missed against us as well. Um so Celtic should never be given another penalty against Livingston. Um, because the last penalty he took, Max Stryek saved it last season. Um, and I actually think that Jack Hamilton was going to save that anyway. He looked, like if it had uh, been, 
Yeah. See, it, see if it had actually been on target as opposed to right by the post. Jack Hamilton was getting to that. Um, so I thought he actually did to actually take a nick off Jack Hamilton. Uh, kinda, it it kind of looks, looks like, like it, but I don't actually, think it did. Yeah. No, it, it definitely gets nowhere near it because um, it was just too far wide of him. But I reckon yeah. that Jack Hamilton would have actually saved it had it been on target. Um, but yeah, in terms of was it a penalty? It's I don't know. It's 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 and it's against Andrew Shinney as well. You know that he's kind of like hot or cold. One minute I really like him, the next minute I, I'm wondering what on earth is he doing playing for this team? Yeah, um, had a good game so against Rangers though, right? Uh, Liam mentioned uh, that he was good. Yeah, but I think I think he came on, didn't he? Did he come on or did Morgan Boys come on for I him? Thought he, I thought Shinney started. Yeah, I I'm don't know. Sure. But, um, there's also a very team. distinct lack of talking about Stephen Kelly on this episode. Um, but I mean, we're past the Rangers game now. But uh, yeah, Shinny for me. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see Stephen Kelly get full ninety uh, as opposed. But but yeah, to me, it's very very unlucky. I don't think that it's a stone wall penalty. Um, I think we've had plenty of stonewall penalties this season not given for us. So um, if that's the... Because he goes to cross it in, Shinny's got his hands up, trying to turn away, and it's hit his hand. Fair enough, yes, it's hit his hand clear as day. But he's not. It's not on purpose. So... Yeah, no. I, this is I, the thing going back to what Tam was saying. We need consistency when, especially when referring to handball, because was there not another penalty at the weekend there that was given for handball? Uh, was it in the Hearts game or it was, something it wasn't, like that? It and wasn't it, given against Celtic against Hearts. He yeah, yeah. Eyes flicks up and hits hand. Aye, so it hits off of his body, then hits off of his hand, which should not be a penalty because but, he's not con- unless he's specifically controlled. I think I think it's something to do with like, where his hand was. I think if it's like because his hand was like further down, it wasn't. But because Shinies were like up. Then I'd say, yeah, but that's a, natural, that. that's a natural position for your if uh, someone's about to kick a football in your face, yeah. I mean, he's only grown the wee goatee beard to make him look less like a dinosaur. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it to me, that's a natural position if you are trying to, you know, anyway. like go for a block or something. If someone's about to fire a football at your face. You're gonna fucking bring your hands up towards your face. Yeah, aren't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So that that to me that is natural because it's a natural instinct for a human being <laughs> to not want something to smack you in the fucking face. But of course, <laughs> Billy Collum and uh, Greg Aitken, he was the VAR referee uh, who uh, and Greg Aitken loves fucking giving decisions against us. So uh, it's all a conspiracy, boys. Um, I am undercover. From the 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 the, the Rangers podcasts, um, but yeah, no, it's all a conspiracy, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck them all. So let's move on to our last point uh, that I've got for the Celtic game. Unless you guys want to talk about anything else, we've got to talk about our um, the last goal. Um, so this one was scored by Jota. Overall, seems like an offside trap that didn't quite work. Uh, Good to kind of finish. I would say Omionga slightly gets caught. He kind of stops and then he gets back and then he kind of gets close to him but didn't quite make it. Tam, the our resident striker. <laughs> no, you're going to be the resident lasher, actually. You're going to be the like the, the lasher. <laughs> the six-yard buck lasher. Um, do you think, uh, Mr. Lash, do you think 
Omionga could have done better. I think he got caught, other than he came on a little bit late, or again, just hands up. Good Celtic play, and we got caught out. Yeah, I'm at that stage of the game. Obviously, Omionga was fairly fresh, but coming into a game like that isn't easy. And we'd kind of went two up top, and kind of we were a bit more attacking at that stage. Hence, why there was kind of we weren't bats to the wall and the goal went in I think it was just clinical for for Celtic mm-hmm. um, good ball in, could have been defended better but it's it's a good goal by that George Michael looking cunt um, so sexy man uh, it's annoying Jonah. is it? I'm I, I really I like him he seems like a nice guy and he's well good he's, he's best player in the league for me I'm going to keep rimming Celtic players here but he's unbelievable, he's probably like the best player on the ball that I've seen at Ammonville in a long time, probably since like the heyday of Celtic. Right, since like, Larson. I, I spoke, yeah, since Larson. I spoke to Rebecca about this, and she said that she felt that way about Edward. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there, but I think Jaws better. Um, I think he's got a much higher ceiling. Just the like specifically last season, the way that he kind of move with the ball and his kind of his passing range and. It's kind of off the ball movement is just scary, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's not a lot you can do against players like that. I think the fact that they got him for what was it? They, what did they pay? Like four million or something for him? I don't, it wasn't near enough for someone. No, it's absurd, absolutely absurd. So they'll make a chunky profit off that. He'll be, he'll be away, and uh, he'll be away at some point to some team down south, probably. I would think so. I would think so. But guys like Brentford, but Brentford, like, but where's he from? He's Portuguese. He'll be at Wolves. I will go because they, you know, don't have any strikers. Yeah, six point four million pound. Uh, that's seven point five million euros. It's a robbery. That's, that's fucking well, yen. robbery for that boy. <laughs> yeah. I want yen. How much in yen? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking so much about Japan? I don't know. I love it. Um, oh well. Um, but yeah. uh, can I can I just add yes, in my please. two cents about that? Uh, Davy came out post match interview saying Omionga just stops looking for offside. Davy's trying to drum it into these players' heads. We have VAR now. If it's offside, it's going to be ruled offside. Don't be claiming for it. Like, put your hand up, fair enough, but chase after it. But what a ball from Turnbull. Turnbull is, I mean, you're talking about ceilings. See, for like in terms of Scottish players, David Turnbull for me, like number one name on my team sheet for the for the Scottish national squad for me, especially with um, Callum McGregor being out. Statement. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a fantastic centre midfielder. Um, exactly. I know. Just it's, it's just like even uh, even when we made it to the European Championships um, and the three games that we played, I don't think he played a single minute. I'm like, what? He's fucking brilliant for Celtic. Uh, brilliant for Gilmore. Gilmore. And, what's that? Gilmore, with Gilmore toiling down south a wee bit as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would probably be willing to start him over Gilmore. Uh, I just find that D- David Turnbull just attacking wise fucking what a player. So it's a great ball and Jota's is just there. Like I mean that's a fantastic finish. I mean the fact he manages to get so much power just by essentially just letting it touch his foot. He lashed it. He didn't lash it. Fuck off. He lashed Fuck it. Off. 
Mr. Um, but no, nah, it was it was a fantastic goal. Um, again, for me, it should have been like that. That should have been the goal to make it two nil as opposed to three. Um, I think we were very very unlucky um, to go out losing that game three nil. But it is what it is, uh, and you know it was a free hit against Celtic. And aye, it is what it is. Roll on the fucking. Roll on the Kelly pie on Friday. Can't wait. It's really important information. Oh. 1.078 billion yen. Yes. Okay. Nice. There you uh, go. Thank you. Uh, what's it's worth on the FTSE 100? <laughs> Who knows? But that, I, I would like to just say that that's down to current, uh, current translation rates between the pound and yen. So it could be 3 billion. Um, or half a billion by the end of uh, by, by half past out. eleven tonight. So, <laughs> so please do not take my conversion rates as any indication of betting on the uh, currency markets. Thank you very much. <laughs> red, dead, red, dead, red, dead. There'll be Celtic fans here listening, going, "What Jota's worth three point fucking five billion? <laughs> Amazing. And right, apparently okay. Alfredo Morelos is still worth 20. That's outrageous. Yeah, it's mental. So, unfortunately, the Livingston ladies are out of the cup after a 2-1 loss against Rossville last night at the Tony Mac. Uh, Jen Dodds did get one of her goal, but unfortunately, due to kind of well, dodgy penalty decision, maybe say we will discuss that in a second, uh, led Rossville to the victory. Tam, you were at the game. Seemed an overall disappointing night. You seemed uh, pretty raging on the old <laughs> on the old group chat after it. But let's think about a positive. Another goal for Jen Dodds as well. You know, get old can stop scoring. Um, let's talk about that. Is that the only positive? Would you say, or would you think there was more performances to, to discuss? So, firstly, Jen's goal was lovely. Really, really good goal. It was a great ball in. Just split the defence. What what I liked about it, it was so simple, but it looked so good. Um, you know, Jen's gonna finish them in that area kind of most of the time. And I think the ball in there was just a proper defence splitter, but it was keeping it simple, which is something they didn't do enough of last night, unfortunately. I think um there were some good performances in like all over the park, but the what the problem for me was was that the shape didn't work at all, and I know kind of Paul's talked about this that he should have switched to the three five two earlier, but the four four two just didn't work last night. Rossville played the three in the middle, of, <clears throat> excuse me, three in the middle of the park, and it was really difficult for Shannon and Stacey to impose themselves on the game because nothing was going through them at all. Ball was going over their head every time and we were just trying to get it forward and it was really frustrating to watch I don't know why Paul waited 70 minutes to do it I'm playing golf him on Friday so um, <laughs> let's hope he doesn't listen because he's going to batter you with a golf club in <laughs> tell him about it but when the, sh- the shape changed it was a lot better so Gemma came on um, to make it like more like a 3-5 uh, no, sorry, a 442, uh, 433, fucking hell. Uh, make, to make it a 4-3-3. <laughs> yeah. And that works so much better, just having that control in the middle of the park. Whereas before that, 
Shan and Stacey, I thought were relatively quiet, but through no fault of their own, own really, because they were getting bypassed. But when the shape changed, it brought them into the game and Livy dominated. Rebecca came on as well um, and did really well, imposed herself in the game. And it was just too little too late, unfortunately. Um, 4 for 2s worked for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Mainly, I'll say, maybe controversially, but more down to the poor opposition not taking advantage of having that yeah. space in the midfield. Yeah. For me, it's no the shape for that team to play because it doesn't encourage them to play football and f- playing football was their, is what they're best at. And Ross Vale best at. Ro- Ro- well, yeah, Ross Vale do play good football. They keep right. the ball well, they move it around the middle of the park. But Levy, Levy are encouraged to play football when they've got three in the midfield because they can play through that. But when you're just hitting the same ball over the top or trying to get out of the channels or get it wide... It's going to work occasionally, but not every single time, and it doesn't give you any sort of fit, and it kind of makes the game become a bit ping pong. Yeah. So, yeah, the the four four two work. The, the two weeks before, two big wins in the league, so obviously brilliant. But in a game like that, I think you need to go back to having the three in the midfield. Whether that's a four three three or a three five two, you know, it, you need you need to go back to it. And I'm hoping. Kind of from the interview that Paul did, I think that's kind of the sense I'm getting. But it needs to happen because I wasn't, I didn't enjoy it for the first 60, 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the goal was a highlight. Again, great goal, lovely team goal. But there just wasn't enough of that sort of play. Wasn't enough of the ball in the deck moving it about, which is what we know Livingston to do from last season and through elements of this season as well. So, yeah, frustrating um, frustrating performance for me. Um, but yeah, hopefully that changes moving forward and hopefully it's given them a kick up the arse. Yeah, that's good. And obviously, like, you know, it was in the Cup, you know, when they play Rossville yeah. again, it will it will be different and it will kind of maybe kick on the team that will maybe when that is happening again, they've been already shown... When you do yep. change it, it does make a difference. So you never know; it might improve that way. Now let's go on to so. Obviously, Ashley was kind of involved in the in the penalty, um, which happened. Uh, you are saying absolutely no penalty, and the referees a fanny. Is uh, is that is that correct? <laughs> I could list a lot of things about this referee. Oh, and I'll let you go first before I stick my oar in. Okay. Right. There's. I just, I just w- literally watched the highlights. I would have loved to have been there last night. I just wasn't able to get there. But from the highlights, there's two major, major contentious issues. <clears throat> One, uh, Ashley Elizabeth plays a lovely through ball to Jen Dodds. Lovely through ball. Their defender puts their head in their hands because they cannot believe that they have let Jen Dodds run through. And she's like... That's not offside. And the ref fucking raises his hand for offside. Get to fuck. I was never offside. I mean, I'm not saying that... I mean, I, well, I personally would love to say that Jen Dodds would have finished that off, but the keeper was out quite quickly as well. But unbelievable call. That is fucking horrific for any level of football. That is horrific. Second, um, so the penalty incident, um, Ashley gets her foot to the ball, pokes the ball out the way, makes full contact with the ball and their defend or their attacker, whoever it is, fucking basically just trips over Ashley's leg. 
or like in between, in between, like actually getting to the ball. So that's never even a penalty either. It's th- those are if if you're going to talk about horrific referee and that is some horrific referee and and the referee is even shouting back at the crowd about saying or shouting back at somebody about that is you know it's just, that is woeful absolutely woeful. I. I have so many issues with his performance last night. He gave three in in the first half. There was three utterly appalling offside decisions. One of the ones you mentioned. There was another one for Lovey that he gave. Um, it might have been Jen again, or it might have been Ash offside. Never offside ever in a million years. Not a chance. And there was one for the for Ross Bell as well that was miles onside, and he gave it offside. And it all comes down to him not keeping up with play. He didn't move. It's honestly this like that is not the standard of refereeing that we need for that level of football. If we want to develop the women's game, he is not good enough. He was making up rules. Like I said, I'd, I'd walked around and I was chatting to Hulfey. So there'd been a head knock. Um, Livingston X uh, player. Um, God, the name escapes me. Um, but Ali, she went down with a head knock. Fair enough. The game was stopped. Right, cool. Livingston had the ball on the edge of the Rossville box. Game stopped. Fine. He gives the ball back to Rossville because apparently he'd done the same thing earlier. What? Like, how is that acceptable? That's not the rule. It's the team that has the ball keeps the ball. Especially at that stage of the game when it's when you're two one down with five minutes ish, ten minutes maybe to go, and you're giving the ball across to the other team after an incident like that. That is utterly shambolic. And I can't even say he was biased because he was equally shit for both teams. It it was honestly, I I was outraged by the performance of the referee. And I'd say the same if Levy won, because the decisions were Utterly, utterly appalling, and it's a dis- doing a disservice to two of the best teams in certainly that league. Two teams that would do well if they went up a league where the level obviously goes up again. It's doing a disservice to all of them because their game has been ruined by one incompetent cunt. Yes, <laughs> love that from you, but absolutely fair enough. See the um. That that kind of thing. If someone goes, if you're head to the box and goes in for a head knock, it's definitely it's not like a a bounce ball. It just goes literally goes back to the team and you just get drop ball and it just starts again in the same position, yeah. right? Usually, obviously, like the teams reset and you'll probably play it back and just kind of slow it down a wee bit. Yeah, but it's but the team that's everyone knows that. stopped. Yeah, yeah. That is that is the most refereeing. That's what like referees do subconsciously. Going like they give a decision, go oh fuck, that was maybe wrong, and then they just give another one to the other team because to even it out which is like something we've accused refs of for years which is bullshit and then he's actually just said out loud well I gave one similar earlier so oh well it's it's nuts that's fucking that's unbelievable was he no offence I'm not sounding like don't want to sound like fattest or anything like that was he slightly larger and a bit slow behind the game or was it like just not fit enough um, I think he just wasn't fit enough right it was like Tall laddie could run a bit right. of park. Uh, maybe a slightly bigger gentleman, but not. Can yeah, it? I'm not, I'm not no, no, yeah, yeah. no, I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he was anywhere near as big as me. Maybe tall as me, but not as big as me. Yeah, he's so. definitely tall as you. 
Um, but he, he, looked, he looked to be keeping up with play all right again from he the... was so far behind. I think from the highlights you can kind of see um, you see a bit of a warped reality because it's hard to tell the like your depth perception is really difficult from mm. the angle that Blair the angles that Blair gets. We were sitting because it was passionate at doom, we were sitting in the back row, so we had a really good kind of top down view of the game, and he was so far off it. So far off it. I would be shocked if he left kind of ten meters around the centre circle more than ten times during that game. Out with corners. Like he just stayed in the middle. It was like watching amateur. I've had some shocking referees playing amateur on Saturdays and he was as bad as the worst. There you go, sorry. <laughs> you caught me. I didn't think you were going to stop. I thought I had time to... After work. I'm such a fucking professional. Right. <clears throat> oh, well, I don't I don't have anything else how, how to finish this. Is there any other points that you want to... That you've got to... Not, not further points in the game, but, you know, big game um, coming up at the weekend against Hutchie, away from home. All right, uh, amazing. I... I I've seen. I mean, we've. I've seen Livy against Hutchie very comfortable. I think the last time they played, maybe not so comfortable. What do you think? Is it different? You know, playing it, playing them at their ground, or I don't. I don't know. So they're playing on grass, which might be a bit of an equaliser. I think it's a good. Oh, nice. It's Stockton, so it's it's oh, probably yeah, a it's good grass it's, park. It's, it is, yeah. Um, but they've pivoted a little bit as a team. They're they Rebecca always had this great respect for them um, because. They tried to play football, worked very hard. They had a great team spirit. Mm-hmm. But what we saw from them a bit earlier in the season was they're, they're turned, they've got that little bit of edge about them now, which you kind of need. Mm-hmm. So fair play to them. Um, but they ran Levy very close. At, well, it was 0 0 at the end of last season, kind of missed mm-hmm. penalty at the end, kind of stopped Levy winning. Yeah. Um, and earlier this season, Levy kind of was a relatively tight game. So. Yeah, it, it, it'll not be easy, but with the way that they're playing at the moment, you should you should think comfortable. You think you think it should be a win, and you know at, at the moment they're sitting top, fairly comfortable. What I'm hoping is that there's no complacency over the because of the big wins over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm I think last night may have kind of forced them to really focus um, a bit more kind of across the board. So. Yeah, fingers crossed for a for a good game at the weekend and another three points. And are we starting four four two? Yes or no? Fucking better not. <laughs> <laughs> so one last thing to note. Um obviously we missed this last week as we were off, but a huge congratulations to the Livingston women's dev team, um, who secured the league victory nice and early last week with a seven nil seven nil victory against Falkirk. Fucking any Levy team beating Falkirk 7-0 is always very very satisfying yeah. oh, huge huge congratulations to the team um, I've been down in a few games this season and they're playing some really good stuff and I think there's a, a bright future for um, a lot of the players in there um, you know whether that be kind of still in the development team or up at the, the ladies first team so a big well done from all of us here and uh, yeah hope to see some of you um, in the first team Soon, possibly. Up next is our new feature that we made pretty much 20 minutes before we started, but I'm, I'm well excited about it. So this game is called Say Io to an Oval Pie. 
I quite like it. Oh, and I think I'm gonna have to give you credit for it because it, it was. I don't get enough credit for the shit I don't do get... for this podcast. <laughs> this, is from, this is from this is from Owen. That that's definitely from Owen. I like I like it. I I hate it. No, it's like. it's it's of course a play in the word say I to a pie, but say I O to a noble pie. Hey. Not better when you explain it. I said it first. I need some credit. No, you said oval pie. Oh. All right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so it's it's co- copyright Owen Innes, trademark Tamas. I got us most of the way there. You just tapped it in over the line. <laughs> I just lashed it. it in. You just lashed it. <laughs> right, okay, we digress to earlier in the episode. Okay. So, the name of this game, well, this fucking shite game that, you know, what we were just making up on the spot, basically. What I'm going to do to the guys, I'm going to name uh, uh, something that, I, uh, that I've that i seen at a stadium or a ground. So, it's not necessarily a pie. It can be other things, because I wanted to kind of mix it up, because doing loads of different pies, basically, there's loads of pies going about, you can guess it. So, something that I would kind of relate to a ground, and some things that would be with. And we've got to guess which stadium or which team they belong to, okay? Sounds great when you have to explain it in such detail. <laughs> okay, gents, are you ready to start your, your food quiz? Um, if just You can just shout out your answer and I'll, I'll see how it goes, okay? So, first one, super easy, is a Staggy's pie. Ross County. Ross County, correct, okay? And can anyone guess what's in a Staggy's pie? Venison. Sounds Unbelievable, a venison pie. So when you're definitely got to try that. Okay, so this is a this is one that we found more recently. So the second one is a sweetie selection, including jelly beans. Jeez, which stadium and which team have a sweetie selection, including jelly beans? Which I've only seen at this ground. I've not seen any elsewhere. I had a, a good story around it as well. Which might give you a clue. Think of the word jelly bean. Oh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen, okay. Mm. So Aberdeen have their sweetie selection and then the laddie was <laughs> chucking them in, chucking them at the Aberdeen fans and got chucked out. Okay, that was from the right. big bag of sweeties, okay? So make it easier. This one is subjective, so you might tell me that say I'm completely wrong here, but it's what I relate with this team, okay? A slice of pizza. Hibernian. Hibernian. Yeah, I think we got that both at the same point. Though, yeah, guys. same point, same yeah. point. That's good. Cool. And literally at the same time. So I've only ever. I had think I should get the. Head. I guess I should get the point for saying Hibernian as opposed to Hibs. Because I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure. Okay, okay. So, you, so you said the um, Irish word for Ireland, right? Hibernian. Yeah, which is the Irish word for Ireland. I said Hibs, which is a football team. If yeah, you'd said Hibernian oh, Bloody, both of you fucking bore off, man. Right, okay, moving on. Okay, this one sounds absolutely amazing. I didn't see it when I was there. A dirty Mac pie, which, uh, if you can tell me what's in it, and I'll give you an extra point. A dirty, a dirty Mac a pie. A dirty Mac pie. And if you tell me, yeah, so one point for the team and one tells you can guess what's in it. Are they Premier sounds. League teams? Uh, this one is a Premier League team, yeah. Right, okay. Is it anywhere where Lee Griffiths is playing? No. Any team that Lee Griffiths plays for? No. Lee Griffiths doesn't it? currently play for a team. So. Dirty, a dirty mm. Mac pie. Dirty Mac. St. <laughs> um. Marin. Yes. Oh, oh I guess. 
St. Mary's. I was, I was thinking Dundee United, but I'm gonna still... guess it's like loaded mac and cheese. So it's like yeah. macaroni, cheese, macaroni I... and like bacon. Oh, not quite. Try Chili. again. Along the same lines of breakfast. Um, go go slightly posher. Slightly posher. Meat. Meat. Oh, slightly posher. Slightly posher than beans. Then bacon. Sausage. Link sausage. Black, Black pudding. pudding. Yes, ish. It's no Stornoway Black, Black Pudding. So mac Ooh, and my. cheese and Stornoway Black Pudding in a pie. That sounds fucking um, delicious. Which sounds amazing. And we, I didn't see it when we were there because I, I got it in an article. Sounds amazing. Okay, cool. Okay, let's move on. So this one is um, one that I relate with this team. I might be totally wrong, but I've only ever had this stadium. Uh, a rollover hot dog. And not a Livy. Heart of Midlothian. Aye, they're the sort of like big time Charlies that would big have over hot dogs. They Aye. always had over hot ones. Okay, amazing. In the cooker for like three weeks, and you're uh, probably going to catch some. Oh, and they get that horrible like sausage smell and the like sweaty sausage. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the breed is stale as fuck. Oh, so and they're like you're, you're like yanking it out. Okay, uh, moving like on to the next like one. You could literally walk down fucking Gorgie Road and break a window with one. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent, like old man slippers. Like, um, so this one is really really easy, but I was pissed myself that it's real. <laughs> so this team, this team no longer sell this pie, but they used to, <laughs> they used to about fifteen ten to twenty years ago, a blue nose pie. <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> a blue nose, a blue nose pie is what they sold the Ibrox when uh, my pal Callum. Thank you very much for telling me that information, Callum. When he used to go to Rangers games when he was a kid, a blue nose pie. What's been, what's a blue nose pie. I think it's just a literally. I don't know. I think it's just a normal pie, but they called it it's a blue the, nose pie. Just, which it's just a pie. It's just, just a pie. A normal pie. <laughs> right. It's okay. Can only be eaten by Protestants. Uh, it can, yeah, yeah, no. Apparently, you can't eat it if you're a Catholic, but you can, you know, that's the thing. Shocking, shocking. So, okay, moving on. This one's slightly um, trickier. I've got two hard ones left. Okay, so uh, this is another mac and cheese one. So, macaroni cheese and chorizo pie. St. Johnson. Yes, and who ate one and absolutely loved it? Connor. Stephen Povey. Povey. I'm sure we totally remember. It's, it's, it's either Connor or Bovey. There's only two fuckers <laughs> Bovey, that I know that, that have that shit. Po- Bovey that four pies. No, 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 no. Four pies was at Edinburgh City. <laughs> 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 I'm <laughs> sure. I'm that. sure Bovey's done it a few times before. He'd be so good at this have game. I, have Sorry, I ever Bovey told the story on this podcast about the uh, about um, me and Liam and the pies at Partick Thistle? Of the, at the playoff. No, it wasn't at the oh, playoff. Right, it was uh, first, so it was first game of the season against uh, Partick Thistle. So this is Marcio Maximo was the manager. So um, it was a one-one-one draw. I think run the away end. Um, game's coming to an end. Um, full-time whistle blows. But me and me and Liam, had, for some reason, me and Liam had been given permission to go to the game on our own, like on the supporters' bus. So I have went down the stairs and lying by the turnstile. It's just two massive cardboard boxes. <laughs> and there's this old wifey saying, right, guys, help yourselves. And I was like, what is this? So I've wandered over. And the boxes are full of pies. So I went, fucking brilliant. Liam, 
Get your arm under one of these. So we've taken both of these boxes of pies onto the bus and sold them for 50p each. Did you? And you raking the money in. And you sold, you sold them all? So, well, I mean, I ate about 10 of them. But <laughs> Quality, man. Selling pies for 50p lived. on the bus home. Yeah, That's man. clever. Selling, selling pies on the bus home for part of thistle. And look where you so are you now. Go. And look where I am now. Indeed. <laughs> on Indeed. a lovely podcast. Okay, last one. Uh, this one, if you're you're never getting a million years, so but I will kind of give you a clue. Um, so this one you may have had when you're there, but apparently it's famous. And I'm only um, and try and think about who we're playing on Friday in relation to this one. So it's a steak and rabbi's ale pie. Steak and rabbi's ale pie. Rabbi's ale pie. And apparently it's only like it's try. It's a rival. T- it's, they're trying to make this pie amazing and it's at a ground in Scotland that they're in the championship that's my last clue and think about what I've said mm. before Air United yes oh I was going to say Air oh. because they brought it out to try and compete with the Kelly pie because obviously yeah. they all know the Kelly pie that's, that's the only reason I managed to get that because I immediately yeah. thought of someone like Wraith Rovers yeah, uh, but then when when you mentioned it was in relation to Kilmarnock, it was like yeah. there's only one other Air team United. that can be in relation to Kilmarnock in this year. So there we go. I hope you played uh, played at home, and you probably got them all right. <laughs> the clues, but yeah, let us know your scores in the comment section. <laughs> I can I can actually put a wee thingy on uh, for the anchor, uh, but go. I do want to also give a wee shout out today. Uh, I went to uh, a bakery I'd been recommended for a long time in Only Newton Grange, Midlothian, a uh, place called Pastel. Okay. And uh, today I had uh, so today I was owing four pies. Four I had pies. Four of them. But oh four. Well, God. actually, no. I had two pies and two pasties. So oh, wow. starting off with the pie, the Scotch pie, eh, was average. But the two which I would highly recommend are. A chicken curry, chicken curry with salt and chili on the top. Now, oh, remember wow. when we did our one and it was the scotch pie with the salt and chili on the top and it was quite pish? This was insane. So, chicken curry pie, salt and chili on the top. But I sent this into our group chat earlier on and no one guessed it. So, the answer to what I uh, posted on our group chat earlier on was <laughs> Donner Calzone Pasty. So it's oh, a pasty wow. with Donner meat, pizza sauce, and cheese. Oh, fuck. Oh, so good. That'd be amazing. So good. Not as good as the Donner pies. Not as good as the Donner pies with the chili sauce inside. But my word, it was fucking incredible. So uh, if anyone lives out Midlothian Way, get yourself to pastel. Uh, I've still got two cakes in my fridge to eat. But my word, they were fucking good. And if nobody hears from Owen, he may have died from arteries. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee I'm gonna I'm gonna die of a heart attack while eating a Caesar salad. That's when I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> In a cloud of vape. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our previous episodes that include interviews with Livingston legends such as David Fernandez, Barry Wilson, John Guthrie, Sean Byrne, and many more. Check out our social media. Twitter and Instagram is at AlmaViewPod. Facebook and YouTube just search for Podcast. And make sure to subscribe to wherever you get your, wherever you stream your podcast to notified about when we drop new content. Forza Livy, hope to see you all next week. 
Anyone think of a, a feature because for the pie the pie game? A name? Uh, yeah. Is there any players that have pie in their name? Pie. Ayo Obol Pie. Jay's <laughs> <laughs> Kapaya. <laughs> uh, oval pie is quite funny but quite shit uh, oval pie is quite funny but I've, I've used fucking I don't know how many fucking like, games or like uh, episode titles have managed to make it of his name this year oh right really I'll be using a lot yeah of course uh, uh, we, we have, well I mean J- like there's there's, there's no there's no Jay's Kapaya was quite Scott Pyman Scott Pyman, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, like that too. Yeah, so it's I O Obel Obel Pie. Um. <laughs> so I get Obel Pie's well good, but Obel Obel Pie. <laughs> I, I, got to I, I think I, I think he I genuinely listens to. Us. I think he genuinely listens to. Us, uh, I to an Obel I O to an Obel Pie. Say I O to a noble pie. Do you not get that? No. As in no. say I to a pie. Oh. Say I to a pie. So say I O to a pie to a noble pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fucking awful. That is so up our street though. James Pie Rice. <laughs> James nah, Pie sorry. Rice. So I O say I O to a noble pie has to um has to be in there. Right, that's getting used because it's fucking shite now. Like, I pan con I I Pivan Konovalov. Pivan 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 Konovalov. Right, Pivan Pivan Konovalov, or I say I owe to an obol obol pie. Oh, I don't. I I say I owe to an obol pie. Alright, kind of links in. Right, cool. That's fine. Uh, 